Hey, Tim, thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me, Brian. So I'm really excited to talk to you today, kind of about our product, your role at Fetch, our hardware, and best practices for partners in putting vehicles on our marketplace. Mm -hmm. So tell me, tell me about your role. Sure. So I'm the technical product manager here. Uh, that means that I kind of work with all the teams uh, kind of across the business and especially with our dev team to build the product that is going to best suit the needs of our users, both on the partner side and on the renter side. What's your title? Uh, technical product manager. Got it. And how'd you end up at Fetch? Uh, yeah, so before this, I was actually working as a materials engineer for the Navy, uh, but uh, I've been before that doing uh, kind of software building and uh, tinkering for a long time. Uh, I was looking to make a change, and I connected with our CEO through a mutual friend, and uh, you know, from there, uh, I ended up here about nine months ago. What excites you most about the Fetch Marketplace? What's cool about Fetch is that uh, we're in the business of making rental work for everybody. So because we're a marketplace, uh, we aren't trying to, you know, maximize revenue on vehicles and we're not trying to minimize, uh, you know, the, the um, value presented, right? We're trying to maximize value across the board, which means for our partners, we're looking to get their vehicles in the right place. We're looking to make sure that they are uh, well marketed, you know, either through our efforts or through their own. Uh, and then on the renter side, we're looking to make sure that we've got a uh, excellent selection of vehicles and we've got them everywhere that people need them and that they are easily accessible, easily rented, and that the process itself is as fluid as possible. So how do you make this such a great customer experience? A big part of it is customer feedback. Uh, we have uh, kind of an awesome relationship with a lot of our partners. Um, they are kind of always in contact they're always you know uh, they're they're starting a business right they're starting a truck around a business they're using our platform and so they're really invested and what that means is they give us a ton of really good feedback um you know if, if they have issues with say uh interacting with a particular element like of our dashboard they're like oh i wish this information was a little bit more clear i wish it was easier to find, you know, kind of to, to double click into these things, to find specifics. Um, they reach out to myself or someone else on the team and they say, hey, it'd be neat if we could, you know, if I, they, the partner could do this. And we go, yeah, that's a pretty good idea. And then we get to incorporate that into the product. When you think about the rental experience and the partner experience, why do you think renters would pick Fetch over a competing truck rental provider? Oh man, it's so easy. Um, that's kind of that's kind of the whole value proposition is 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 this dead simple? Uh, you know, we make finding a vehicle super easy. We make reserving a vehicle super easy. Um, kind of you know uh, stepping into that, we make sure that if you reserve a vehicle, you have a reservation. Um, you know, we don't overbook. Uh, we you know through kind of the way our back end system works, we make sure that if you've reserved a vehicle, you will have a vehicle. Worst case scenario, that vehicle gets, I don't know, uh, attacked by a bear, right? And is out of service. Um, our customer support team steps in and makes sure that no matter what, you're going to be in a vehicle. You know, you had a, you had a nine foot van here. Unfortunately, that one got attacked by a bear. Uh, but our customer support team reaches out and says, Hey, we're so sorry. We can't do that for you, but we're going to give you a credit and we're going to put you in another one because, uh, that's, you know, the, the, the experience is, uh, such a key component to the rental. And that's, I think, where we've really captured a lot of value.
Is there anything about the rental flow that you think is better than the competition? Oh, I mean, it's contactless, right? So once you've made your reservation, you show up to the vehicle. Um, you don't have to, you know, uh, we've already done all of the uh, verification stuff up front. We've already gotten all of your information. Um, you walk up to the vehicle, you pull up our app, you hit unlock. Vehicle unlocks. You get in, you get the key, you go, right? You come back, you lock it up, you close the door, you hit I'm done, you walk away. That's it, right? All of the, and you know, for renters, this is dead simple because that means they don't have to interact with anybody. They don't have to, you know, worry about, oh, you know, the guy was uh, in the back of the rental store for 10 minutes and they didn't come out even though I was hitting the bell. None of that. Um, but then for the partners, it's also great because that means that they don't have to be on site for every single rental. Um, we handle all the payment processing, all of that stuff um, to, to make it basically as, as easy and as streamlined as possible for both sides of the rental event. So you talk about it being contactless. Mm -hmm. How do you make a rental contactless? What allows a door to unlock? What allows the person to get in there without talking to the person who owns the vehicle? Sure. So we have uh, some in-house built hardware that uh, we install on all of our vehicles that allows us to make that possible. Um, it comes with, you know, kind of your standard telematics package. So we're getting information about your vehicle. We're getting things like GPS. Uh, at all times. So we know where the vehicle is. We know, like, for example, how much gas there is, if your battery needs to be recharged for any reason. Um, but then on the flip side, it allows us to send signals directly to your vehicle, which means we can say, hey, our renter has shown up, right? They've, they've signed in through the app. We've verified their identity. This is the correct time for them to be starting their rental. Unlock the doors, right? And what's cool is, I know a lot of our partners love this, is that what this means is they can do it too. Because through our dashboard, they have complete control over the vehicle. So um, it's funny, is almost always when you see a, our, the device first installed, the partner, you'll see uh, in the audit log of the vehicle, lock, unlock, lock, unlock, lock, unlock, because it's sitting there like, ooh, this is neat. Um, and so basically that hardware enables us to do kind of all of the facets of what we do, the contactless component, as well as things like, um, you know, gas reporting because, you know, I don't know if a long time ago I rented uh, some vehicles and either, you know, you'd have to mark on a sheet like where the gas was at uh, and then you'd have to mark it again and the guy in the store would come check and make sure you weren't lying. Um, we just, we just know, right? So there's, there's no, you know, there's no hassle on the renter's behalf. There's no hassle on the partner's behalf. None of it. We just know, uh, which makes it super, super easy. What's the value of capturing the gas, capturing the mileage on a rental? What do you do with that information? Sure. So, um, you know, we uh, there's uh, rental is a is a huge kind of space, and there's a lot of different ways that you can approach it. For gas specifically, it's typically there's a you know we have a clause in our rental contract that says, hey, you're going to return the vehicle with as much gas as was in it. Um, we know exactly how much gas was in it, so. Um, you know, no one's going to be, you know, trying to fudge the numbers or anything, right? So if they return it at a half tank and you had a full tank, we charge them for it, right? Because that's, they agreed to that. And, and you're going to, you, the partner, are going to need the money to fill the tank back up. Um, similarly with mileage, right? You can offer unlimited mileage on a vehicle or you can offer a set number of miles and then charge at a per mile rate over that. Uh, it kind of depends on, you know, where you're located, what kind of rentals you think your, your renters are doing. Um, and where you think you're going to find the most value. But what that means is that we will know exactly how far your vehicle is driven. We'll know exactly how many miles we'll put on it during the rental. And so we can do that calculation exactly. And there's no, you know, there's no fudging with odometers, uh, 
you know, you're not Ferris Bueller-ing it, uh, trying to run the vehicle backwards for, for 20 minutes to get your mileage down to, uh, to the maximum. Uh, yeah, so, so how much do most partners charge per mile? Um, how many miles do most partners give away for free? I know it's, it's, uh, it, it really depends. And, uh, that's kind of what's cool about it is we have so much flexibility. Uh, you know, we, our platform provides kind of a blank slate for you to build a rental business on, right? You can pick all of those values. You can adjust them to try and maximize the performance of your vehicles. Um, we have standard, uh, you know, uh, standard rates for like vehicle types. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know that I could tell you what they were. Um, but uh, like when you, you know, put your first vehicle on the platform, it will have like a built-in pricing model that comes with that you can change, right? You can modify and, and you know, you can talk to our team and we'll tell you like, oh, you know, you're in the city, you're not going to be seeing really high mileage driving. So likely what you're going to want to do is do um, unlimited miles, but at a higher base price or, you know, we'll, we'll work through that with you. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know that there's one answer to that, but I think the kind of product answer is it's whatever you need it to be. And we kind of enable that. So the Fetch Marketplace has come a long way over the last couple of years. Yeah. Where do you see it going in the future? Sure. So uh, that's kind of the beauty of what we're building is that uh, it works at the scale it's at now and it's going to work, I mean, almost to any scale. What we want to do is we want to create a marketplace that works, like I said, kind of for both sides of our user base. We want to create a marketplace that is easy and uh, straightforward and transparent for our partners to list their vehicles, to kind of make that passive income on their vehicles, or in some cases to start full rental businesses using our platform. Um, and everything we do is kind of in service of making that as easy as straightforward and as uh, kind of valuable to them as possible. Then on the renter side, uh, you know, we're continuing to expand the, the number of vehicles that we offer, the kinds of vehicles that we offer, uh, the flexibility for those renters uh, with things like, uh, you know, insurance coverages that you can purchase on a reservation um, and kind of, you know, support for renters. And then, you know, continuing to scale up our, our customer support team to make sure that that no matter what, uh, we've always got someone available on the phone to take your call, to answer your question, to make sure that your rental is as, as easy and as straightforward as possible. That's great. Um, so let's say you are a partner. You just bought your first vehicle. First vehicle. What is the best practice for that partner? So uh, if you, so in, in uh, I hear partners, so I'm taking it that you've gone through our partner onboarding process. So uh, you've got a vehicle. You've gone through a partner onboarding process, which means that you have given us all the information we're going to need about um, you, the vehicle, um, and we're likely at the point where the device has been shipped to you. So uh, when that device arrives, we have, as a part of our sign-up flow, a process where you schedule an, an install call. Basically, one of our team, uh, and it could be me, is going to be uh, hopping on the phone with you and making sure that the installation goes smoothly. Um, Installing these is, for the quick start package especially, is dead simple. It's really just plug and play. Um, a lot of what we're doing while we're on the call is making sure that you understand, you know, what needs to be plugged in where, because not everyone's super familiar with the underside of a vehicle, or the underside of a steering column, right? They, they don't know what an OBD2 port is. Um, and then walking through the dashboard, making sure they understand, like, 
what a blackout is, you know, what listing and unlisting is, making sure they understand kind of how to interact with the platform. Um, but then once you've got your vehicle listed, once that install call is done, then it's kind of open open season on your vehicle, right? It's 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 uh, on the platform, it's listed, and you're ready to get renters. Um, there's kind of some best practices for that. So, uh, you know, the the typical kind of standard advice, and this will vary based on you know who we're talking to and where we're, where they're at. But uh, demand is where people are, right? So you want to have your vehicle in a high population area. Um, we could absolutely support a vehicle parked out in the middle of the Rockies. We could do it, um, but you, the partner, probably wouldn't be too thrilled with the performance just because there's not going to be a lot of people around who want to rent that vehicle. Now, if you're in the middle of a major city, there's going to be a ton of demand because there's a ton of people, and a ton of people means a ton of you know uh, apartment moves, uh, small businesses looking to use your vehicle, all sorts of stuff. The other kind of key caveat is in order to talk to our device, it needs to have relatively good cell reception. Um, this is not a huge deal anymore. Uh, you know, 10 years ago, this might have been like, a, ooh, there might be places I can't park it. Um, you know, we run into that issue once in a blue moon, but that's just something to be on the lookout for is, you know, don't park it, um, you know, in a concrete bunker uh, because the, the lock and unlock signals are going to have a tough time getting. Right. That's really great information, Tim. Um, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Have a good day. You too. Thank you for watching the Fetch podcast. We're going to be putting out episodes every week, so stay tuned for more information. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.